Hello, everyone, and welcome to Answers for Life, where we take life's difficult questions and give meaningful answers using the Word of God. I'm your host, Noah Wagner, and we're back once again with Pastor Shelley to talk about uh, something incredibly important in the life of Christians and uh, talking about the holiday that is coming up this weekend. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday, and uh, Pastor Shelley, it's my favorite holiday. And mine too. And I am excited to talk about this podcast. Yeah, it's Easter, and we... Um I pray that everyone will have a great Easter or had a great Easter, mm-hmm. and uh, and this time of year is a time to for the world to focus on the uh, most important event in world history, That's right. the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's so many people that want to try to commercialize, you know, Christian holidays like Christmas and Easter, and and uh, this is one of those that's like. Even even if you try to focus on the Easter Bunny, even if you try to focus on these, the resurrection yeah. blows through all of those things. There's sure no does. reason that we celebrate Easter outside of the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. And so it's my favorite holiday. I know it's yours. But we've got a question to ask as we're looking at Easter and, and thinking about this week and uh, what the events that take place. We look at the resurrection and we see that is the the centerpiece, the crux, the the whole point of the gospel, the whole point of Easter. And there are some people that may disagree with some of the facts of the resurrection, but we've got four undisputed facts about the resurrection. Everybody um, that that is a scholar, uh, everybody agrees with these undisputed facts about the resurrection. So, Pastor Shelley, why don't you share with us what are the undisputed facts about the resurrection of Jesus? Thank you, Noah. Yes. So, first of all, I want to give credit where credit's due. Uh, William Craig is an apologist. He has uh, studied and done a lot of work on this, mm-hmm. and so some of the stuff we share today will uh, be. Uh, coming from his work. So uh, I want to, he has a podcast, so you, you can go. look that up and he's, he has a powerful podcast uh, that will help you defend the faith. Mm-hmm. And so uh, check that out. Noah, our Christian faith is based on history, world history. That's right. Other faiths are based on a dream Mm-hmm. You know, some man sitting by a tree, some man in a, having a moment. Not Christianity. Mm-hmm. What we believe as Christians is found in world history. That's right. We are the only religion that our history, uh, you know, what we believe is tied to world history mm-hmm. and mainly the birth, the life the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Right. We know that when Jesus came to earth, he changed the world. Mm -hmm. He changed the calendar. When he died, um, people people were changed through his death and resurrection. And the Roman, Roman history tells us that. Jewish history tells us facts that are undisputable. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about those today. And the first one that no one disputes, Christians, non-Christian, Jews, or even Roman history, 
does not dispute that Jesus died on a Roman cross and was buried in Joseph of Arimathea's tomb. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a fact. You you don't have to go to the Bible for it. You can go to Roman history That's right. and Jewish history, and that fact is there etched in world history. Yeah, and there are a lot of historians and a lot of um, sources that you can go back to, like you said, outside of the Bible that point to the fact that Jesus was killed. He was put on a Roman cross and that he was buried in Joseph of Arimathea's tomb. And I think you're going to talk about one of those. Well, first of all, uh, Josephus, the Jewish historian, um, not the uh, country singer, right. but Josephus, the Jewish historian, mm -hmm. In his writing, now he's not a Christian; he's a Jew, right? And uh, and he he writes in his book about Jesus dying on the Roman cross. He he gives complete details. We know that Jesus came in the flesh. Mm -hmm. uh, Josephus tells that he was a man. Yep, he wasn't liked by the Jews, and he died on a Roman cross. And it's very important that we see that. Outside, it's nice to see that outside the Bible. Right. And and like you said, this is an undisputed fact. I mean, scholars, secular scholars outside of Christianity agree with the fact that Jesus existed and that he was put on a cross and put in a tomb. Um, it's undisputed. People, people do not challenge this fact. Uh, Joseph of Arimathea was a respected person he was part of the Jewish ruling council. He was he was he was an elected official. Mm -hmm. we, a good way of putting that. Uh, he had power. He had respect. Um, everyone and, respected him. And Arimathea was a, a Jewish city, and so he was he was raised in uh, the Jewish traditions. He was versed in a lot of these things. Yes, um, in his in his upbringing. And and he. He buries Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's it's very clear that that Jesus died on the Roman cross, cross, and and this old boy that was well respected put him in his own tomb. Mm -hmm. um, the women went to the tomb that day. Um, if if Jesus hadn't have died and was buried, there would be no reason for them to go to a tomb. Right. Uh, Peter and John also goes and checks out the message on Easter Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And none of that would have happened if Jesus didn't die on the Roman cross. Right. Yep. So so we can all agree on that. The second thing, everybody agrees, Jews, Romans, and the Christians, that that tomb was empty on Easter morning. That's right. It was empty. Yep. And you can even see uh, in the Bible where the Jews... You know, they they bribed the guards to say, "Well, the disciples stole him right. because Jesus wasn't there anymore." Right. Yeah, and and then it says uh, in that text, in in uh, I believe it's in Matthew, that to this day that story is still found in Jewish tradition, mm -hmm. um, and it, the tomb was empty. There's there's nobody that that would debate that fact. So much history has been changed by the fact that the tomb was empty. And and like I said, so many historians agree that this is the case. Um, the the very fact that the Jews make the case, mm -hmm. the lie that Jesus's body was stolen, confirms the fact that the tomb was empty. That's right. Yep. The tomb was empty that morning. Now, 
you can you can sit here and say, well, I don't believe uh, this is what I believe happened. Mm-hmm. But the fact remains, everybody agrees that the tomb was empty that morning. That's right. So whether you believe that Jesus got up and walked out or somebody stole him or whatever, the tomb was empty. No, and not only that, the disciples, the women that morning, Mary, they were also surprised that the tomb mm-hmm. was empty. They didn't go there that day. They went there with spices. They went there right. to anoint the body. Um, Peter and John, when the woman came back and said, hey, he's not there. Uh, Peter and John, the scripture says that that uh, they, they reported it as nonsense. Mm-hmm. These women are crazy yep. and says that his body is not in the grave. All of that uh, shows us that nobody was expecting it. Don't really know why the yeah. disciples didn't expect Jesus it. Jesus told them about it so many times. but <laughs> no, I don't get that. That's not what we're talking about today, but that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. yeah. But um, the tomb was empty. Mm-hmm. All right. Number three, Noah. The disciples experienced different appearances of Jesus after the resurrection. Mm-hmm. We have multiple, multiple accounts of Jesus appearing. And 1 Corinthians tells us that at one time he appeared to 500 people. Mm-hmm. Jesus was speaking and appearing to people, Mary in the garden, the upper room, uh, also later with Thomas in the upper room maybe. Yep, which is a different case, right. a different scenario. And, and then the um, road to Emmaus with the two disciples there, spent spent the day with them, the Sea of Galilee, cooked breakfast. Yep. And then 1 Corinthians tells us about the 500. And then the other one in yeah. Acts 1, mm-hmm. you have the ascension. Yep, and, and he's there. the disciples were there for that to see that as well. Um, so many different people saw the disciples or saw Jesus and his resurrected body. So many different accounts of uh, Jesus appearing to them. And and one of the things, and, and Vody Bauckham talks about this, and, and one of I watched something that he talked about, just talking about the the reliability of the scriptures and, and how you can testify. The fact that so many different eyewitnesses witnessed Jesus's resurrection not only proves the resurrection, but also proves the, the reliability of scripture because as things are being written, they're, they're writing at the same time that other people who would have seen the events take place would have been able to say, no, that's not how that works, or yes, that's how that works. So when Luke writes his you know, his gospel, his account of what's going on. Hey, these people saw it. These people saw it. Peter's still alive. Yes. You know, if that didn't take place, Peter would have gone to Luke and say, this isn't true. And nobody would have read Luke's gospel because it wouldn't have been true. There's so many people who witnessed with their firsthand account, Jesus's resurrection. In Roman law, it took two Mm-hmm. Witnesses to agree that something has happened to men, mm-hmm. to agree that something had happened, and it was considered uh, considered um, fact. Mm-hmm. Now, two, right? How many do we have here? Five hundred plus the disciples. We mm-hmm. don't know if they're included in the group. Right. We have we have two on the road to Emmaus. Yep. Um, on the Sea of Galilee, we have the disciples. And then, of course, we have the 500 in 1 Corinthians uh, 15. We, we 
don't know how many was there uh, at the ascension. At the ascension, yeah, we're not sure. All of that tells us hundreds of people in in first century mm-hmm. after Jesus died after the after Easter for about for four you know for forty days they saw Jesus and experienced Jesus and they were spreading and telling people mm-hmm. I've seen now that wasn't a popular story to tell was it no no definitely not if if you told that story the Romans were mad at you mm-hmm. and the Jews were mad at you mm-hmm. everybody that mattered that had power to that do something power. they were they were mad yeah you didn't and just, they had the power to do something about oh yeah absolutely the and they did mm-hmm. but the thing is um that brings us, you know, to the fourth fact that you can't dispute mm-hmm. from these dif- these appearances. Here's here's number four that I think is the is the most incredible one of all, and it says that the earliest believers they believed that Jesus was alive, and their lives changed to prove that Jesus was alive. Mm-hmm. Now we can confirm that by the Romans telling them to shut up yep. and be quiet. The Jews telling them to shut up and be quiet. Mm-hmm. Quit saying that Jesus rose from the grave. It was it was constant. But at that moment, all of a sudden, the gospel took off. Now, here's some things that happened. In Acts chapter 1, they replaced Judah, Judas. Mm-hmm. When Judas says that betrayed him, they replaced him as a disciple. Yep, they they had two candidates that that were possible. Yeah, and uh, they actually ended up casting lots, and they chose Matthias to to replace Judas as yes. one of the twelve. Yes, and if they didn't think Jesus was alive, they wouldn't have replaced mm-hmm. the disciple. Yep, doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Uh, Noah, there was many many movements in that day where. Um, a Messiah type would rise up, a, a warrior would rise up to fight the Romans and say, we're going we're gonna to lead a revolt against the Romans. And they would fight against the Romans and the guy would get killed. Mm-hmm. The minute the guy got killed, the movement was over. Yep. Everybody left and went home. And then somebody else would come up and it'd, it'd, it'd replay over and over and over again. Yep. And John actually talks about that in 1 John, about yes. the different people that try to rise up and be you know, the varying Messiah types. Um, And and every single time it dissipated. All their followers would go away. They would resolve back to what they were doing before. But that's not the case with Jesus. And and you made the point earlier, we we talked earlier about this, you made the point that there was uh, religious leaders Mm -hmm. said, wait a minute. In Acts, yeah. Yeah. It it talks about the Jewish leaders. uh, I believe it's Peter and James, maybe. Right. Um, They go to the council and they 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 talk. They say, "Don't talk about these things anymore." And they kind of have their own little meeting. And the the high priest just looks at him and says, "Listen, if this isn't real, it'll die. But if it is real, there's nothing that you're going to be able to do to be to keep them from being quiet, um, because they had seen over and over and over again these Messiah types rise up, fail, be killed, movement dissipate. Messiah rise up, fail, be killed, movement dissipate. But with Jesus." It, it was very real, and it continued to this day as, as 
continuing to grow and, and God blessing it because of the, the, the reliability of the resurrection. If Jesus was still in the tomb, we wouldn't even know his name today. We wouldn't have anything. Yeah, there'd be nothing. We wouldn't even know his name. Well, um, Peter, he definitely believed it. On the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, he preached. And in Acts 2.32, Noah, he says this, God has raised this Jesus to life, mm-hmm. and we are all witnesses of the fact. Yep. It, it was a fact to him. It wasn't, it wasn't a debate. Jesus was alive. And then we see later in Acts chapter 2, they devoted themselves to uh, the church, to the believers. They came together. And I tell you what, now this is what they put their money where their mouth is. That's right. It says in Scripture there, then all of a sudden the people, the believers, started selling everything they had. Mm -hmm. Now listen to this. Everything they had and bringing it and put it in the altar of the church, say, here, I don't need anything. Mm -hmm. Let's use that to spread the good news about Jesus. There, there's no debate in history and scholarship and anything that that these people's lives were changed because of the their belief that Jesus had risen from the dead. There, there was evidence, and there's still you can go back, like like we said, you can go back and look at, at history and see the the lives of these people be radically transformed for the gospel because. They believed that it was true. They believed Jesus was alive, and it changed their lives. You know, um, two things that we hold very precious, our life and our family, mm-hmm. and uh, the other one, our money, yeah. our possessions. Both of those things were attacked by the early church. Mm-hmm. If you don't stop talking about Jesus and him coming out of that grave, we're going to kill you, we're going to kill your family. Mm-hmm. And number two, they said, you know, you're not going to work for us anymore. You're not going to be able to buy anything. You're not going to be able to hold a job. You're going to be out. Mm-hmm. And those people, they knew it was true. Yep. And they sacrificed everything for the gospel. You don't die for a lie right. that you know is a lie. Mm-hmm. You don't do it. Nope. And, Nobody and does. We know of at least 10 of the, the 12 apostles were martyred for their, their following Jesus. You know, Peter was crucified. Um, only John is the only one that, that we think may have died of old age or anything like that. Uh, but even he was... Uh, no, they couldn't kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was banished, you know, from, from the area and sentenced to prison on an island by himself. And, and all of these apostles who supposedly lied about it. That's one of the alternative mm-hmm. theories. They all went to die for the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. If you know for certain that it's a lie, you're not going to die for it. You don't die. No, it doesn't make any sense. And and they gave up their lives, their families, their possessions for Christ, for the gospel. So no, today... It really should challenge challenge us to, mm-hmm. um, as we look at our own faith and our own walk, that we are careful to live our lives in such a way that proclaims that Jesus is alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lives, he lives, and he lives within my heart today. Right. That's right. 
Well, thank you, Pastor Shelley. We do serve a risen Savior, and that's what Easter is all about. And that's why we we wanted to come in here and and share with uh, you, the listeners, these four undisputed facts about the resurrection. Um, Our hope and our prayer is that uh, it challenges you, one, if if you are a follower of Christ, to say, okay, these are evidences I can take into my workplace and into my life and into my family that when I share the gospel, I can use these as uh, resources to help uh, as an apologetic, a defense for why we believe. But also if you're listening and you don't know Christ as your Savior, you don't have a relationship with Him, um, we pray that, that these facts uh, touch your heart and challenge you today and point you to the fact that the resurrection is an undisputed event in history Absolutely. and that it, it changes lives. And we pray that your life is changed Amen. Um, from it. Pastor Shelley, why don't you pray for us? Father, we thank you for the resurrection. We thank you uh, for our salvation, our redemption, uh, forgiving us of our sins. Jesus, thank you for coming to earth and taking our place. Lord, I just pray for the listener now that, Lord, you will open their heart to the gospel, that we all will uh, be committed to share in the good news of the gospel, that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead and he is alive, and he has victory over death. He has victory over sin. And anyone, anyone who wants to come to him can come to him by faith, and he will forgive them, and he will save them. I pray, Lord, for the lost, that today, that this Easter season, that they will find Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Shelley. Well, listeners, if you haven't yet, we just ask that you subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, let us know what you think, uh, share it with people, get the word out for us about this podcast. We want to wish you all a happy Easter, happy Resurrection Sunday, and always remember, Jesus is the answer.